0: beautiful. Did you happen to notice this morning that the sun rose a little bit earlier? Or last evening that the sun was a little bit longer in the sky? Or that the birds were singing just a little bit louder? It's springtime and I love it. And of course, with spring come some changes, some good ones. So I thought I'd introduce you guys to my Tuesday Talks. This is something that I did back before the world changed on a regular basis for a good long time, but I thought I'd introduce you guys on the podcast to the new version of it and maybe some of the old good ones. So I hope you enjoy as we dive into Tuesday Talks with Wendy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to my Tuesday Talks. I'm thinking, yeah, no, I'm in the right spot. There goes my phone. Notifications are on. How is everybody doing? It is a gorgeous day, and as soon as I get off of here, I'm heading outside. It's zero, and the springtime is here. So what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about yo-yo dieting. And actually, what happens to our body when we are yo-yo dieting? Oh, You know, first of all, what is yo-yo dieting? Basically, yo-yo dieting is, um, you know, it's also called weight cycling. So, it actually describes a pattern that uh, we lose weight, we gain it back, and then we go on a diet again, and it's just like that upside and down, that roller coaster effect that we have with our body. And it's actually a process that causes weight to go up and down like a yo-yo. Or a roller coaster. And this type of dieting is really, really common. Uh, 10% of men actually go through it in the bundle, 30% of women, which is really, really high. Um, understanding that we, most of us have done it. It's, it's part of my vocabulary, it's something that I have done in the past, and something that I just wanted to bring attention to about what harm it is actually causing your body because of doing it, and then we're going to look at briefly um, how we can actually stop it. So, you know, we really are just really um, going from one thing to the other, jumping around Uh, Trying to see what uh, sticks, basically, going from Atkins, uh, Paleo, Whole30 or 360, um, Fruitarian, skipping gluten on Wednesdays, um, you know, unless it's a full moon. There's a lot of different reasons and different kinds of uh, philosophies out there with regards to dieting. Um, I specifically don't like the word dieting, but I mean, it's a term that you all understand and you understand what I'm talking about when I say it in my business, in my practice, when I say dieting, this is essentially anything that you're putting in your food and the type of foods that you're taking in. That is your diet. That is your, that is your, um, you know, everyday kind of life that is going on. Um, But no matter which diet you're actually looking at or trying, and I'm going back to the whole diet meaning weight loss journey, um, the data is in and it's clear that basically diets don't work. I don't know if this is news to you. I don't know if this is like a revelation and blowing your mind at the moment, but Probably not. I'm being silly, but diets don't work. Um, at least not in the long run. Um, they can work in the short part, period of time. They can short they can work in a year. they can, you know, give us the exact the things that we want right then and there. But this is where um, when I'm talking about is lifelong sustainability with weight loss um, and being healthy as a result of that, after about five years, nobody keeps it off. And it just comes back on. And um, when we go up and down like this, it really can cause a lot of issues with our health as a result, as well too. Um, Our fat cells are uh, make up hormone called leptin, and it actually tells our brain when we've had enough fat stored up. Um, As we lose weight, we um, you know less fat means less leptin, so that makes you hungry. Does that make sense a little bit? Plus, your body slows down uh, to save energy. So you're basically, you know, slowing down that metabolism a bit too. Um, And once you quit the diet, basically, you have an oversized appetite but you burn fewer calories as a result as well, too. That's partially why over several cycles of a yo-yo diet, you might weigh more than what you did when you started. Kind of a crazy feedback loop that is in our negative at this point. Uh, When you drop pounds in your body, you lose body fat and muscle. Um, and when you gain it back, fat gets the first in line. It doesn't come back as muscle. First of all, fat is the one because fat is basically a survival mechanism in our body. It actually is used to sustain us during the lean times. It's a primordial thing. It's a prime, primeval thing, I guess, if you want to call it. Um, it, it actually helps us to, um, you know, go survive through a long winter when food is scarce or, um, you know, traveling the Sahara and different things like that that we would have done as nomads or or um, primeval men. But the thing is that's not how life is anymore. So but our body doesn't realize that. We haven't our bodies have not evolved to that point yet, so we actually just store fat right away whether we want it or not, but our appetite stays in high gear until your muscle returns, which means you keep adding fat too. And of course, what is all that's in fat? Is, I mean, it's all in, in, in um, meat as well too. So when you're building um, muscle and um, lean muscle, you want to be taking in some high quality um proteins as well, too. And more people than not usually go towards an animal protein, which is high in saturated fat. So you're actually going to be adding a lot of that fat as well, too. Um, You know, this seems more of a problem for people that are lean um, than those who are overweight. But you repeat this cycle over and over and over and over again, and you get the triple whammy of more weight and fat and less muscle as a result, too. So deep changes inside your body, um, just an uh just a few extra pounds uh can set off huge changes in your body you get more inflammation and if you know anything about or have heard me talk at all at all at all i talk about inflammation as one of those root causes a root issues that so that lead can lead to so many different um health issues down the line or downstream and when we have more inflammation it actually um you know it it is just it makes things so much worse on so many different levels we can't avoid inflammation um it's going to happen even if we're working out a lot or we have stress um you know uh foods we can kind of avoid a little bit but we're under stress so we have to learn how to de-stress a lot um we have to learn how to um you know when we're exercising how to recover taking the proper foods to recover properly as well too so these things will actually help to decrease the inflammation in our body taking in tons and tons and tons of antioxidants to help with that free radical damage that is a result of uh, inflammation as well too is going to be very very helpful for that um and in the inflammation can can actually harm our heart and make us more resistant to insulin and when we become more resistant to insulin you know what happens we become insulin resistant and um you know and progressively hopefully not going downstream from there, looking towards a diabetic situation. Uh, genes that can lead to enlarged heart get switched on to as well. So really looking at a lot of um, mechanisms in our body that are going to be you know, switched on as a result of these uh, increased inflammation. Uh, losing weight, you most severely can erase a you know can erase a lot of these changes. But you don't totally reset things. Uh, The long-term health effects are unclear totally about what's going on. But the thing is, once you start and progressively do something along this line for a long period of time, damage is going to take its toll on the body. And you're never actually going to be able to go back to the way we were. Um, But you do have the opportunity to shift and make things better towards the future. Our bodies do regenerate after... I believe it is seven years totally, like our whole body is a new body after about seven years. So you can really start to, you know, implement some positive changes over a lifetime that can really, really help as a result. And really um, and but you have to be consistent with that as well, too. So um, just going back to the yo-yo dieting situation, uh, there's a major, 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 major link between stress and fat. Because, you know, first of all, dieting isn't easy. Whenever we go on to a diet, uh, air quotes there, it is very much a stressful situation on the body, Um First of all, we get ramped up in our head and we're stressed out by the fact that we have to go on a diet because either we're not feeling good about our bodies, we put on a little weight over the winter, uh, wh- you know, we have a wedding or a gathering or something that we want to look really good for, whatever that, that first of all is a major stress that in and of itself. But then we put our bodies through the, the whole regime of perhaps limiting or restricting or um, Uh, just, you know, not allowing yourself to have certain foods that you really want, that's a stress for itself, perhaps um, taking away um, uh, certain sections. So that I mean, if you perhaps think that going on to a ketogenic diet is going to be what something that you want right away, you're you're depleting and depriving your body of carbohydrates, which is one of the major um, macronutrients that you do need in your system. And unless you're doing it properly and somebody's really watching you and instructing you and following along and, and helping you make sure that you are um, obtaining the proper nutrients throughout your, your experience, um, you can be you can do it improperly and as a result stress the body on that level um just the simple fact that you know if you're going to i've got this deadline or this image of where you want to be and how you want to look and everything else and if you deprive yourself of i don't know um coffee or uh sugar or Um, Cheerios or something, I don't even know, whatever it is. The deprivation mindset is very much a stressful thing on the body as well too. Um, All of these ways of your stress in your body is, you know, going to rise your cortisol levels. And the cortisol is that stress hormone. Actually, it is a defense mechanism for the body. The cortisol is being shot out and sent all over the place when there's a lot of stress in order for you to actually be able to decrease it. But the thing is that really just gets um, worked overworked over time and we're all stressed out every day. And then we don't get as much as a result as well, too. Um, You know, and like I said, when we're cutting calories, that cortisol goes up. Um, There's a problem when we have high cortisol levels, which actually means that you're going to add fat around the belly and it is uh, very much connected with the insulin, insulin, cortisol, um, serotonin, dopamine, these are all hormones and we're looking at a very you know, imbalanced hormonal situation, which can really just put the body into a a survival mode, whereas that you're going to be, you know, increasing your chances of getting fat around the belly. Um, That, what do they call that? Visceral fat, and then you know that basically increases your chances for diabetes and heart disease as a result, too. Uh, not everybody that yo yo diets actually ends up binge eating, but it is a possible path that you could be going down as well, too. So it can set you up for that. Um, it's like stretching a rubber band a little bit too tight when you finally let go of the tension um around short-term gotta lose weight now thinking it's a perfect storm to let loose so um you know when you restrict 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 what's the first thing that you do once you get off of that you head straight for the thing that you've been restricting yourself from so that could lead to a lot of binging as a result as well too and it can be quite harmful for especially young people especially girls um not um it's not unknown or uncommon for boys as well too to be doing this kind of thing um body image is universal and um, body image struggles is universal so being very aware of that when we're talking to or looking at our um, our kids as well too and teens pre-teens they call themselves dieters are more likely to binge eat and become overweight as a result as well too so really taking the time to um, you know look and see what's going on around you and and see um, if there's instances with regards to um, body image um, issues with our kids. So another reason or another harm that can help um, really be very impactful with yo-yo dieting is the links to heart disease. So scientists aren't yet sure what yo-yo dieting um, can do to the heart overall or over time, but the results so far don't look that great. Um, in the short term, Uh, regaining weight stresses your heart and blood vessels so it's that on again off again inconsistency for your heart muscle to keep up with our large study showed that more the more weight you uh, that you put on and goes up and down the more likely is that your problems you're going to have problems with angina heart attack and stroke and the bigger the swings the bigger the risk so taking that in consideration that it's you know, depending upon how much you gain and how much you lose, how fat you lose, uh, how much, um, how fast you lose it or how fast you regain it is all a big, big issue as well, too. Another uh, harmful situation with um, yo-yo dieting is basically um, that it can be linked to gallstones. So you've heard of kidney stones, but the gallbladder can get stones as well, too. Uh, being overweight you can get them a tricky thing is that you can um, that can losing weight um, Too quickly like a crash diet Basically as you repeat the gain uh, weight gain loss cycle your chances of having gallstones stones can go up and up um, The odds rise higher the more weight that you lose and regain again too. Um, golf the gallbladder actually holds bile um, and bile is used to disintegrate and emulsify fats that you take in. So this is something that's very, very essential to um, your overall uh, nutrient intake. And again, looking towards the types of fats you're taking in, especially if we're looking towards a a ketogenic type diet, Um, because you don't want to start messing around with your gallbladder. You don't want to start messing around and having stones and, and stuff inhibiting and, and causing issues in that area. So yo-yo actually messes with the gut bacteria too. And, and if you've ever heard me talking again, I talk a lot about gut bacteria. Your gut is loaded full of germs, bacteria, basically. Um, and they help you to digest the food. Um, and it turns out that yo-yo dieting can actually change the number and the type of bacteria that are actually hanging out. Since they play a role in everything from heart health to depression and can o- f- affect your overall health as well, you want to make sure that your gut bacteria is staying quite healthy. Um, sugar is probably not, is I know, is not a good thing for gut health or your microbiome, um, but, you know, and it really goes... With about you know depriving 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 Um, especially if you're not getting nutrient dense foods and you're again going towards more of a ketogenic diet which is not heavily fruit and vegetable based you're lacking a lot of fiber and fiber is needed to fiber is kind of like a broom it sweeps out the intestines and keeps it everything nice and uh, clean and flowing nicely but when you don't have fiber in your diet especially if you're in a uh, a low carb diet you will i'm thinking that fruits and vegetables are high carbs but that's a totally different subject i'm not going to go there um Uh, and depriving yourself of those carbs you're not going to get that cleaning effect in your gut and then you get food that will sit in your gut and rot especially if you happen to be a type of person that is prone to constipation if you're constipated normally you have basically what is going on in your gut is food is sitting in there and rotting and um, the bad bacteria is is having a having a party basically and it's causing a lot of fermentation and gut issues and um, bloating and gas and perhaps a lot of these different issues that are going on that are not fun basically (laughs) they're not fun and then of course we you know you're heading in towards more of a a, a, you know um, a leaky gut situation if you want to call it that they don't usually call it that anymore they call it more towards a a small intestinal bowel um, bacterial overgrowth, or SIBO, or basically the the permeability of your of your intestines is going to be uh, penetrated and compromised, and you're going to end up having toxins and actual food product particles being um, shot into your bloodstream, um, causing all kinds of problems all over the body. Increased inflammation and all these other things as well too. But understanding that if we have an overgrowth of the bad bacteria in our gut, we are uh, looking at a situation where the good bacteria that we need is not is going to be on the lower end of the spectrum, and we need those good bacteria to be able to to help produce um, a lot of our hormones that are very good and when i say stuff like heart health i'm talking about inflammation but when i'm going towards depression serotonin which is the neurotransmitter that is um, the hormone that is made in the gut isn't is uh, and serotonin is that happy hormone if we don't have it we ha- and we have a lot of other you know bad parties going on in our gut as opposed to the happy parties then we get mood issues as well too so this it hits us on so many different levels and then of course if we're if we're depressed and we have a lot of issues with regards to body image and self-worth image and lack of self-love and all these other underlying psychological Things that are going on. Um, We don't have a very good uh, relationship with food. We don't use food as nourishment for our body. We use it as a tool. Uh, It it can lead to a lot of um, very negative kind of thought processes that are going on, negative mindset that's going on with regards to our health, our ability to lose weight, our ability to um, keep the weight off, um, our, our. Um, hmm, let me think Um, our ability to say, yes, I deserve to have proper nourishment in my body um, that I love myself enough to have a a salad, some greens, a smoothie um, that I love myself enough to realize that that box of donuts is going to really not be the best thing for me, even though, you know, I wanted them maybe not the best thing for me right now. All these different things that it plays, and they're all very much interconnected. And so when, again, when we do this yo-yo dieting and going up and down and up and down and up and down and not finding a nice balance and figuring out the missing links to be able to get to that balance, we really are um, doing ourselves and our bodies a disservice. So there's a few more um, issues with regards to what's going to go on with our body. Um, I've kind of mentioned a little bit of these already, but when we skip our fats, um, skip carbs, uh, go high in proteins, you actually, you know, this is a fad diet, basically, that is out there. Everybody knows about it. There's different, different variations of them throughout the, the years um, with regards to Atkins, protein power, um, ketogenic diet now. And, I mean, I don't mean to diss any one specific diet in particular what I am is that diet mentality that's that's what I'm trying to focus in on getting rid of Um, if a ketogenic diet works for you and you can sustain this for the rest of your life then perfect and you're getting a balanced nutrient diet nutrient-dense diet and you're able to you know sustain life and enjoy life without stressing about it and it ticks off all the boxes about everything that's good in your life, then great. Have at it. That's, that's, you know, that's, you found the missing link for yourself. And that's perfect. Um, for so many of us, though, um, fad diets like this just don't work. And this is where we get this up and down, up and down, up and down the more extreme you get with the with the diet protocol or the diet plan the more problems that may arise as a result too because food is a necessity that we just cannot live without and this is not something that we can um just like put aside like stop smoking you know, we just can't do that. This is something that we really need to sustain and to live. This is, it's a non-negotiable. Um, if you don't eat a healthy assortment of foods, you may not get all the nutrients that you need. And this is what leads downstream to the serious health issues as a result. Um, so really trying to advocate for, a you know, getting rid of this yo-yo dieting situation and getting towards um, sustainable habits for the long term, um, which says, you know, and and really looking at why you feel that you need to, um, you know, get ready for a wedding that's coming up because I got to lose 30 pounds or you feel like, um, oh, my God, I just ate a Big Mac. So I better go and run 30 kilometers. I'm being Silly, mind you, uh, but that's the kind of mentality that I'm trying to express for people to get away from. Um, It's it's really a, a shift in mindset for a lot of it. And that's why I do a lot of the work that I do within my private Facebook group. Um. Transform Your Health with Wendy, we look at a lot of the mentality of the diet mindset behind everything because diets suck basically in the short term and they can mess with your feelings around food. And, and I actually have a 12-week program coming up that actually – uh, it's called food freedom and we master our relationship with food we really get to the bottom of why we crave certain things and why that you know something upsets us we dive into a box of, of um, oreos or you know different things like that and it really helps to step back take a very much a witness perspective of it without any kind of judgment and compassion because when we really start to learn to heal our bodies and learn to start to heal our eating relationship Um, or sorry relationship with food we really have to be very very extremely extremely compassionate with ourselves without any judgment and understanding that it's okay to be where we are in this moment uh, no matter how we look and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks no matter what social media tells you no matter what you think your sister is going to say or your aunt or Or, you know, running into your ex-boyfriend or whatever. doesn't matter what they think. Everything that's going on right here, right now, is perfectly perfect for you right now. And then when we start to understand that and build upon that foundation of, of, you know, accepting yourself right now. And then learning how to eat to actually nourish your body and not um, stress it out by... Taking carbs out or taking sugar out when even sugar. I mean, it's not about depriving yourself so much as it is about nourishing. So, you know, trying to really uh, ditch that uh, idea of a quick fix and think about how the changes can make over the long term. Uh, Setting realistic goals is a really good thing and getting support. So, looking towards um, myself as a nutritionist or somebody. That can give you the support. Um, your aunt who has done keto 16 times um, and swears by it is not the person to go to. You have to feel right about the person that you're talking to. Somebody that is knowledgeable is not going to judge you and is not going to put you in a place that you are being shamed by any mean. Um, getting healthy with regards to and improving your relationship with food uh, has to be It has to come from inside and it has to come from a place of of deep compassion, like I was saying. So, you know, let's see here. I'm just trying to go through my notes here to make sure I'm covering everything. Um, But uh, so to really get off of the dieting or yo-yo roller coaster, again, it is... um, something that is imperative because like, again, the the health benefits alone are going to really damage what's going on in your body. And you really should look at, um, trying to solve those. So I'm just going to give you a few little examples. And, but again, of course it's, you know, depending upon how long you've been playing this game, how long you've been on the roller coaster up and down, it really, you have to perhaps seek out professional help. um, And, you know, go take that step further because it's not going to be easy and it needs to be um, something that is very much structured and, something that can work for the rest of your life, not just a quick fix by any means. Um, and and it's got to be something that's at least, at least, at least three months long um, to really start to implement and something that you can bring a focus to for at least that length of time to really get to the understanding your goals with regards to your weight and, um, and then really shifting and you know, jumping or sliding right into a life where you don't even have to think about it so much, where weight is not the top issue on your brain all the time, every day from the moment you wake up to the moment you slide into bed with the lights off. This is something that you want to have um, to be, you know, yeah, I'll have pizza tonight, that's okay. Or I'll um, have a big salad and pizza tonight. Or, you know, and really just making some really proper choices for you, depending upon what stage you're at at that time, too. But one of the so I'm going to like I said, I'm going to give you a few examples here to really begin this journey. And one of them is going to be start cooking your own food instead of getting takeout and fast food. I know time is of the essence, but you have to stop making excuses, learn how to cook chop some vegetables, produce some loving um, you know uh, mixtures of food for you and yourself and your family and just you know get back to understanding the the incredible gift food is and can be not this manufactured produced in a lab kind of crap that we put in our bodies that has a thousand chemicals, And uh, food colorings and additives and preservatives and get back to real food and and learn how to cook it and and nourish it as well as it nourishes your body, you know, and and going towards a diet or um, a diet style, um, very much like a Mediterranean diet. Mediterranean diet is one of the most healthiest diets that you can undertake. So Google that, see what the foods are and start implementing those into your life. Um, you know, for for a lot of people, I promote what's called a shred, which is a 10-day um, situation. But it doesn't have to be a 10-day. It can be um, a lifetime situation where we have certain things in our life. So if you're going towards perhaps a, a Mediterranean type diet, uh, looking towards eliminating the gluten for a little while eliminating the sugar and the processed foods and dairy just to give your body a chance to catch up and and um, give it a chance to uh, have a, a head start with regards to it incorporating whole foods into your diet fish um, you know if you're going to have dairy make them really wonderful um, goat dairy uh, and you know, fetas and not high fat situations, Um, Greek yogurt, different things like this. You're going to want to try to avoid processed foods and refined sugars as much as, as possible as well too. So educate yourself a little bit. Look at the food labels. I'm looking to see if I have food. I don't have any food around. Look at the food labels. See how much sugar is in it. What kind of sugar is it too? So if it's all natural raw honey, perfect. If it is high fructose corn syrup, no good, no good. You want to be able to make sure that you're getting the, the best type of sugar into your body because we need sugar. It's sugar's not the bad guy. It's the type of sugar we're taking in. Again, so you want your honeys, preferably raw. You want to have your maple syrup. You want to have your um what's the other one? Stevia. It's not artificial, it's real if you're trying to decrease your calorie and take a little bit. But again, even with that, you want to have smaller amounts of it because it's tricking your body. It's tricking your insulin and it's, uh, you know, you could lead to a lot of issues as well, too. So you want to have lower amounts of these things um, and just making sure that you are, um, you know, getting proper amounts of it. Please eat your fruit. Don't be afraid of fruit. Fruit is an amazing, amazing thing that you you know, synergistically eating a piece of uh, uh, an apple or a pear or a banana, all these wonderful constituents you have within that fruit, and that um, it's going to really help with the distribution of the sugars in your body. First of all, you have the fiber in that fruit, which is going to help um, slow down the, the distribution of the sugar into your bloodstream. And from there, you're not going to have the spike. Of the insulin levels in your body, which is what you get from regular sugar and all these other sweeteners and everything else, you get that spike and then you get that drop. You get that spike and you get that drop. That stresses the body. That causes inflammation. That causes all the issues down the road. And you know, become insulin resistant. All the other because your body doesn't know what it's doing. It's you know, you're eating sugar and then you're pumping out insulin and then. You know, you drop. So you eat more sugar and it's pumping out more insulin. It just, it gets tired. Your pancreas doesn't want to work anymore after a while because it's just, it's like, bleh, I don't know what to do. Anyways, again, so taking in your sugar in your fruits is perfectly fine because it has the fiber in it to slow down the uh, reaction. Um, you know, if you're worried about it for any reason whatsoever and you got it in your head that, oh, I can't have a banana ever again because it's too high in sugar, whatever stick with your berries your berries are very low like glycemic index um fruit so you're going to be able to be a-okay with them um and then you're not depriving yourself and please please don't stress about it It, it's not in the in the end one banana is not gonna it's going to do more good for you than it's going to do bad for you you're going to drink as much water as you need to. Personally, I'm doing uh, where I'm taking in about three to four liters of water right now. But I know that's hard for a lot of people. And it's one of the biggest, biggest complaints I get from people. I can't drink that much water. What do you think I am? I'm going to be peeing all day and all night. Whatever. Okay. Excuses, 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 whatever. Um, Drink as much as you can. At least half of your body weight in ounces a day. Is ideal um, if not then get as much as you can make it into iced tea use some herbal teas um, to make an iced tea or you just drink warm iced tea or uh, warm iced tea or just drink warm tea um, herbal teas is what i'm talking about because you're trying to avoid caffeine as well too caffeine is one of those things that yeah one cup a day is good 16 is not Um, you know, and you're going to try to avoid pop and sodas, especially diet sodas as much as possible. And then of course, you're going to increase your vegetables and your fruits as much as possible, making them at least 75% of your plate and making the protein or the grain that you have, you know. A quarter of your plate so it doesn't matter or both you can kind of mix it up a little bit depending upon what you're eating but understanding that you want to you know decrease your animal in animal protein intake um, because we don't need as much protein especially because we're not all we're not all uh, iron men marathon runners um, those people are special people they're they're high intensity athlete athletes for the most normal people out there that's probably listening to this we don't need that much protein um and and the whole protein myth that we've been fed it was just like the low-fat myth of the 70s late 70s and 80s uh got to get it out of our head we don't need as much protein as we think we do smaller cuts of lean meats is going to be ideal for you if you're a meat eater if not then going towards your beans and your and your lentils and um fruits and vegetables contain a lot of Proteins as well too, as well as um, you have a protein shake. All these different things that can really help you get as much or you think that you need as much during the day. Um, yeah, so increasing your fruits and vegetables, um, and that's a really really good place to start. After that, you're gonna want to connect. You're gonna want to connect with me, um, and then or at least come over to our Facebook group, our wellness group to see what's going on, see what we can do with that underlying issue. Right now we're doing mirror work all month. No, sorry. Until the end of the month. Anyways, it's 21 days. And this is really addressing the issues of our own self love, our own self worth and understanding that um, we don't need to find love in the fridge and we don't need to find um, caring and acceptance in a bag of chips. We don't need to have a glass of wine to de stress. We don't need all these things. We need, what we do need is to be able to honor our bodies in any form of where it is right now. And then we need to work up from there and, you know, establish that foundation of love and respect and compassion for ourselves. And then exhibit that through our actions of getting lots of sleep. Drinking lots of water, incorporating lots of fruits and vegetables into our, our meals, um, still having a piece of chocolate or a nice treat once in a while, but not having that as the the, the main portion of everything, um, and and really beginning to show our bodies how much we do appreciate them by providing the best possible food and. Um, nutrients that we can for it so that's it for today and i will talk to you soon if you have any questions please reach out join us every morning monday or monday through friday for our coffee time talk where dana and i laugh our butts off a little bit we have a little bit of informative stuff to tell you but we answer questions we talk to people we talk a little bit about nutrition we Um, chat a little bit about nothing in particular, (laughs) but definitely it's, um, all for a good time and, um, just to connect and to be together when we can't really be together so much. So, like I said, if you need to, or want to connect with me, find me anywhere on Facebook. Um, you can email me, you can, uh, DM me. I'm here to help. I'll talk to you guys soon. I know you're probably listening to this at any given time of the year really but for me right now it's springtime and it's a time for rejuvenation and a time for rebirth and rebalance and rejoicing. I can't help but exude that kind of energy right now and I hope maybe you can feel it a little bit. So before you go, I just want you to let me know where you are in the world, what time of year it is, and how you're feeling. Are you feeling the energizing power of the springtime? Or are you feeling the quiet hibernation time of the winter? It's all good. Wherever you are, what time of year it is, it is what it is. So before you go, I'd like to ask a favor. Maybe just go over to wherever you're hearing this from. And like and subscribe to my podcast leave me a review and a little bit of love I'd really appreciate it and one more thing if you are listening to this in the springtime if this is part of your regular go-to then I also want you to check out my new program it's a 12-week program for people that might be having issues with yo-yo dieting or eating in general it's my food freedom program and it is a 12 week intensive to really heal your relationship with food I've left the link in the comments above check it out see if it might be something that you need. This to me is the missing link with regards to learning to heal and get to a place where you feel happy about yourself and your body as a result. Wishing you lots of love, lots of happiness, And most of all, big, big smiles. Have a great day.